Today we're going to talk about a data breach that didn't actually happen but is still fascinating, the Tesla cyber extortion attempt. Tesla really dodged a bullet. Russian cyber criminals targeted a Tesla employee and tried to convince him to install malware on Tesla's network. Their goal was to infiltrate Tesla's network, steal their sensitive information, and then hold them hostage. They were going to threaten to publish that data unless Tesla paid a ransom of multiple millions of dollars. Unfortunately for them, the Tesla employee reported this to the company who in turn notified the FBI and ultimately the cyber criminal was arrested on August 22nd, 2020. But this really begs the question, what can we learn from this case and what would your employees do? So I think one of the big things that we have to take away from this right off the bat is that insider threats need to be taken seriously. Uh, the 2020 Verizon data breaches report showed that 30% of data breaches over the last year involved some kind of internal actor. And that's huge. Uh, in this case, it looks like the employee from Tesla was specifically targeted by this Russian cyber criminal gang for a number of reasons. First off, uh, this was a uh, non-native uh, worker here on a work visa, and the worker was a Russian-speaking national. Uh, which made them probably a perfect target for this. Uh, the Russian cyber criminal gang contacted the employee over WhatsApp and invited them on a lavish vacation into Tahoe, took them out, bought drinks, many, many drinks, and after a number of drinks, uh, went ahead and started talking to the employee about a very special project, which of course was to deploy malware onto the Tesla network. So let's pick apart the attack strategy. It was going to consist of two parts. Number one, the criminals were going to hit Tesla with a distributed denial of service attack. This was actually just supposed to be a smoke screen designed to distract their cybersecurity team while the real dangerous attack was going on. At the same time, the employee was going to install malware on Tesla's network. And over the course of a day, that malware would infect the network and the criminals would steal the most sensitive information. The criminals shared that they were going to pay $250,000 to another group that was going to develop customized malware for this attack and that they would need input from the employee in order to fully develop that malware. And that's an interesting detail because it is consistent with other cases of this type that we've seen. For example, the Honda case back in June involved customized malware, which we know because a sample of it was uploaded to VirusTotal. So Matt, who are these cyber criminals? Well, there's a number of things that we can pull out of the information we have from this case to give us a much better idea of who these uh, cyber criminals might be. First off, we know they are a Russian cyber criminal organization. That part was made pretty obvious. Uh, but there are a number of other things that were kind of leaked by news stories or by the cyber criminals themselves that give us an idea of some other uh, hacks that they may have taken part in. First and foremost, they took credit for the CWT travel hack, which is a, a cyber attack that happened in July of 2020, where a multi-billion dollar travel company was hit with Ragnar Locker ransom somewhere. Uh, we know that Ragnar Locker does maintain its own data leak site, so that's consistent with the uh, data exposure extortion portion of this. And then we learned that in June of 2020, Ragnar Locker became a part of the Maze Cartel, which at this point is famous or infamous for extorting victims uh, and stealing data from networks. Let's talk about how this went down, the sting operation. We know that the Tesla employee notified the company who in turn brought in the FBI. Now this is not a given. There are many cases where employees do not report solicitations of this type. In fact, according to the cyber criminals, they had engaged in a number of attacks where they solicited help from an internal employee and paid them. And the companies were hacked, they paid ransom and the employees are still working there. 
today. In fact, the cyber criminals went so far as to suggest that not only could they disguise where the malware came from, they could even frame another employee. Uh, and they asked the victim employee if there was anyone that they wanted to essentially throw under the bus as in exchange. So that's certainly scary. In this case, again, the FBI was called in. And during those conversations, the employee, first of all, tried to increase their payments. So they successfully increased the payment to the employee from $500,000 to a million dollars. And also the criminals agreed to pay $11,000 as an advance, which they said they had never done before. The criminals also revealed details of their business model. They said typically when they negotiate, the victim company does not pay the full amount. In fact, they, all, they even went so far as to say there was only one company that had ever paid the full amount of the ransom. And in most cases, there was a significant discount. So that's just good for everybody to know. As the FBI was monitoring these conversations, we learned a lot about the internal workings of the cyber criminal gang, including their processes and infrastructure. And eventually the cyber criminal was arrested on August 22nd as he was trying to flee the country out of LA. So Matt, what are our big takeaways from this case? Well, one, in general, we need to cultivate a culture of loyalty with the people that we work with. Uh, we'd like to hope that if one of our coworkers or employees was approached by a cyber criminal gang and offered money to deploy uh, malware on our network, they would let us know instead of following through with it. And in order to do that, you need to have a clear reporting structure. So you need to make sure that everyone knows who to report incidents of this type to. And if they report it to say a manager, that manager knows how to get that information to someone who can do something about it. Speaking of which, you also want to have a clear response plan in place for this type of attack, any kind of insider threat, really, so that in the heat of the moment, everybody understands their part and knows who to communicate with. One of our colleagues said today, if you see something, say something, and then do something about it. Yeah, and that brings us to our last point, which is build relationships with the law enforcement early. I mean, it's really, really important that that, that element of trust is there and that you know who to call in the event of a problem like this. So everyone, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we have been Matt and Sherry with LMG Security. Uh, like the channel, subscribe, and follow us on Twitter at LMG Security.